We hear Jesus preaching, teaching in the Sermon of the Mount, and he's talking about very practical things of our life. And he also talks about these religious things that we do and how we can do them where they fill our life and fill our faith the most. He talks about prayer and fasting, and he talks about money. He says, do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I have to confess, I think about this verse two times a year, rummage sale time. <laughs> no, I mean, when I look and there's all that stuff that somebody else has placed in my house, I don't, they must bring it in when I'm sleeping. I mean, there's just so much stuff that I don't need. Where your treasure is, there is where your heart will be. But because we're human, our heart chases after so many things that we think will make us feel better. You know, when the pandemic hit, we bought an air fryer because it was a state law that during the pandemic, everyone had to buy an air fryer, right? And we, we air fried for a while, but then we stopped air frying. So we bought the Instant Pot and we Instant Potted for a while. And I still use that to make hard boiled eggs. I've, I've got pickled eggs in my fridge right now. They're delicious or awful, depending on your taste. But that's all I use the Instant Pot for, really, is hard-boiled eggs. But when the rummy sale comes around, I go downstairs and look. And, and I, I buy, or I have a problem with buying coffee makers. You know, the, the espresso makes it foamy. And then there's one you can make your own espresso and make your own fancy drinks at home. I don't have time to make fancy drinks at home. And we end up back with the Keurig capsules. So downstairs, there were tubs of coffee makers. Our heart chases after so many things that we think will, will, will fulfill our life or, or make us happy. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. The poster should be a piece of exercise equipment with clothes hanging on it. You know what I'm talking about? Because we, we buy that stuff thinking, you know, we'll exercise at home, it's cheaper than a gym, we'll lose some weight, we'll feel better. We're always chasing after, after something. Do not store up yourself treasures on earth, for moth and vermin will destroy. I don't think moths and vermin are coming after our exercise equipment. I think they're going to be there a while. And, and no one's breaking in to steal the stuff we don't even want. But what Jesus was saying is everything that we chase after from this world is going to break, going to, going to fail, going to, going to let us down. But store up, your, store up for yourself treasures in heaven, 
Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Ouch, that hurts a little bit, doesn't it? Particularly when you have to clean out for the rummage sale. We have so much stuff. I, I recently was looking at, uh, I got the thing of your social security, your earnings history. And I thought back to the years, there's a few years before seminary and during seminary where I really didn't have much at all. And sometimes I think, you know, that was simpler. You know, when you don't have a lot of money, not, none of us want to go back to not having a lot of money. But when you don't have a lot of money, life really is much more simple. When we accumulate and when we are, are blessed, and it is a blessing to have more money, life gets more complicated. There's more decisions. I, I, I looked at that thing, and one, one year I think our girls were little, and I made $18,000. I don't even know how that works. Well, I know how that works. God, God provides, right? You know, God provides. And, and, and whatever we earn, we, we tend to spend because the heart chases after what the heart wants or thinks will make us happy. But this is the time of year where we talk about, talk about your generosity to this church, the giving that you do, the giving you do on a, on a regular basis, the giving you do to missions or, or maintenance, the, the giving you do in terms of grocery bags. I mean, this sanctuary was filled with grocery bags. If, if one of us had the job to fill this sanctuary with groceries, we would either had to take out a loan or not eat for two months. But together, together, we did it. And not only did we fill it, the blessing is it emptied. 50 families came and those groceries and gift cards went out to them for their Thanksgiving this week. You are so generous in your giving, whether it's the, the, the week in and week out giving or whether it's special appeals or, or mission projects. But God does amazing things with the likes of us. And, you know, as a pastor of the church, I, I sort of hear and see all the details of the church. And I'm, I'm somebody that tends to get f further down in the weeds than I should. And I'm, I'm somebody who likes to fix things, so I always notice when everything breaks. And, and, and a church like this, with, with a campus like this, as soon as you think you have everything fixed, something breaks, right? I mean, we've had our ups and downs with the elevator, or I should say we have not had our ups and downs with the elevator. And I, and I got to tell you, we got the elevator working. It's a blessing. But, but this morning on this floor, the down button does not work. Um, um, this is why my hair is so gray and thin. You know, as soon as you, you get something fixed, it, something else breaks. But I thought... You know, another, okay, this is a confession sermon. Another pet peeve is no one ever puts anything back. Have you ever seen anyone ever put something back? You know, that's just, that's like an Allen pet peeve. I think that's the definition of original sin. It all goes out, but it never, never comes back. But then I think about church today, and it's, it's hard to do church. And so many churches are really shrinking we drive by churches that all week long are closed up. And 
when I see that, I'm thinking, nothing broke in that church all week. And it's clean. It's really clean because no one's come in and out. And there's this part of me like, oh, that'd be nice. But no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. This is what church is to be. I mean, this, this church through the week is open from 5.30 a.m. till 9 o'clock at night, five days a week. Hundreds of kids in preschool and daycare and, and Cub Scouts and Brownies and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts are here and community groups are in. And, and, and when they're coming in and they're going out and they're using everything, things break. And, and it's not always clean. But what, what else are we called to be but the church? If we follow Jesus who gave himself for the world, then we're the church that gives itself to its community. That's who we have been. That's who we are. Are, and things are going to break. It's the way it is. And no one's ever going to put anything back where they got it. But that's, well, I'm telling myself, I'm not preaching to you anymore. I'm pre that's okay, Alan. It's okay, Alan. You know, Jesus said where our treasure is, that's where our heart is. And when that rummage sale rummages around, on the calendar, I think to myself, you know, Alan, you can buy all those things and be disappointed in them, and then eventually take them to the church for the rummage sale. Or you could get smarter and cut out the middleman and just give the money to the church and see what God can do with it. But I'm, I'm a little thick up here. <laughs> you know, I still want stuff like we all want stuff. But as a church, we're committed to being, I don't know if this is an official term, but it's what I call it, a full-service church, to be open during the week, to be here for the community, to have worship at four different times so people can make it when their schedule works, to have worship in two different places, to have traditional worship and have contemporary worship, to have uh, a choir and, and, and bell choirs for young people and for older people to have Sunday school, Sunday school for children. And our Sunday school's hitting record numbers for like over the last 10 years. These numbers are, are great. To have a youth group, a place where youth can go and, and hang out and just be, be themselves, a, a, a full service church to have all of these opportunities for people for Bible study and, and Sunday school for older people, that we are committed, the leadership of our church is committed that that's who we're going to be as long as we can do it, as long as we can afford it until Jesus comes back. And it's because of your generosity that we're able to do all of that stuff. Because all of that stuff costs money. Now, why do we talk about money? Because the church is here in the world until Jesus comes back. And to do church in this world costs money. So thank you for being uh, so generous. And this is, uh, through this month of November, it's the opportunity if you wish to, to pledge. You, you probably got a letter at home with a, uh, a chart that helps you look at your percentage of giving and then a commitment card. And if um, maybe you sent it in already, you can mail it in, bring it to worship. If you have it today during our last hymn, you can come up and place it in the basket. But 
have that conversation about where is your heart and where should your treasure be. And God only wants a percentage. God only would ideally want 10% of, but if, if you're not there, you can you make one, one step from like 5% to 6 or 6% to 7 so if you haven't already, have that conversation at home. And this is a good place to invest. This is a, bla- a great place to invest in people, to invest in your faith, to put your treasure where your faith is here in this church. I was thinking one of my first memories of church is in Sunday school, and, and they would take two classes and put them together in one room because that's the room that had the piano, and a lady would come in and play the piano, and what I remember singing is we gather together. We're going to close worship with that. Now, I'm so old, there weren't Sunday school songs. We just sang hymns. I don't know why, but I sat there and sang, For the Beauty of the Earth, and we gather together. And anytime I think of Thanksgiving or hear that hymn, I remember that that opportunity was there for me. And now that I'm older, I'm thinking, well, Alan, that was there because people were generous and gave. So there was a piano. I don't know if it was new or used. And someone took the time to come and play the piano for us. And, and people gave money so that there were chairs and there were little chairs for us little kids. And, and Sunday school teachers took the time out of their week to plan a lesson, to, to pour the Bible stories in us. And, and more than pouring the Bible stories in us, pour themselves in us. I can still picture their faces and remember some of their names. And I thought if people back then were generous enough so that I had that opportunity, we should give that opportunity to everybody. So think about what you can do for your church, what you can, where you can put your treasure in this place and bring your commitment card up today or put it in the offering plate next week or the following or mail it in uh, because God can do amazing things with the likes of us in this place. Amen.